Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Thanks for checking out this feed of my favorite interviews and best guests over the last seven years. Whether it's your first time or you're already in a deep dive, make sure you head to billsimmonsinterviews.theringer.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Again, that is billsimmonsinterviews.theringer.com. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Do you count the Minneapolis titles or no? Because the Laker fans I know count the Minneapolis titles, which I think is complete bullshit. See, first of all, I'm from New York, <laughs> so I count Nick titles, which is depressing. I thought you were a Laker fan. I'm from New York, so first I count Nick titles, but that's depressing of late. There's only two Nick titles. That's what I'm saying. You don't have a lot to count. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I've been out here a long time and through the through the magic era and the Kobe era, and now we're at the what what era are we at now? What would you well, call now this the, I would call this the LeBron era. The I LeBron would call this era. the "Here Comes LeBron" Here era. Come, who who else do we need? More, what else do we need? More good players, like 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 what what like where? I thought Kawhi was coming. I just assumed it was both of them, and then came to realize LeBron just wanted to live in Los Angeles, and he doesn't. I think he's so confident now. It's probably like you when you get a movie and you're like, am I the only star in it? All right, I'll make it work. And I think LeBron's like that now. He's like, all right, we're a contender because I'm on the team. We'll figure out the rest later. Would be my takeaway. You're, you're not with me? Listen, I, I went to school in San Francisco. Yeah. And they got a lot of guys on that team up there. They do. They have four top 20 guys. If you don't have a lot of guys, you're not going to beat them. He must know somebody else is coming. That's, 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 I, I, that's what I'm talking about. What else is going to, what, well, who do you want to come? You still follow this stuff. Well, obviously we need a on ball defender. You just used we, you yeah. are a Laker fan. Yeah. I got Laker tickets. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, we're talking about the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, you, said, you said you were a Knicks fan. I am. Are you a sports bigamist? <laughs> I was a Knicks fan. I was a Dick Barnett fan. So what happens if the Knicks and Lakers play? Butch, you ever heard of Butch Comides? 
Okay. I, I've heard of everybody. You heard of Butch Comives? I wrote the book of basketball. Okay. You can't name a Nick I haven't heard of. Oh, okay. What did Butch Comives used to average? Well, he's probably, he was probably in the teens. Yeah. yeah. Who was the sixth man on the championship Nick team? Which one? 73. Was Jerry Lucas sixth man that year? No, all right. Keep That's going. pretty good. Or is it DeBusher? No, DeBusher started. started. It's Jerry yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'll test you no yeah, more. Yeah, I'm going to no, keep no, going. No, I'm, I'm good. So those your first Knicks teams were in the late 60s? I actually went. The first time I went to a Nick game was the Old Garden. Oh. Yeah, my mother's boyfriend, I think, took me. And they had posts in the Old Garden. And somehow we got the seats where that were. <laughs> oh, the yeah, Boston the, Garden had that too. Yeah, yeah you yeah. had to watch the game like this. I'm like, oh, this I can't believe I'm in the garden. Yeah. In the, you had to look around at something. They call them obstructed view. Obstructed yeah, view. Yeah, they don't have those anymore. They ha- and, and, and we saw, um, oh, Hal Greer. Oh, you're going way back. Yeah, so the 76ers, right? Hal yeah. Greer was playing on the 76 I think he shot a jump shot, foul shot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A little bit to the left. A little bit to the yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Did you get to see Russell? No, never saw Russell. Nope. Do you have an opinion on the whole greatest player ever thing? Because if you saw, if you get to see Russell on TV, at least you're qualified. I never got to see Russell. Yeah, I must have seen him on TV. Well, you know, but the basketball wasn't that big then. Right. You'd see tape delayed games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The playoff game, even the finals sometimes back in those days were tape delayed. That's what I remember. We, My family had Celtics season tickets. And when they won in 1981, it was in Houston and the game was tape delayed. And I went to bed and my dad woke me up for the tape delay game. And we tried to pretend we didn't know who won. Now it's like the internet era. You'd never be able to do that. No. Mm-hmm. How do you follow sports when you're on these movie sets? Do you have like all the devices? Do you have like lead nah, pass, all that dev- stuff? I'm not a big you're device not that guy. Crazy? But, nah, but you know, I keep up with the standings. and see what's out going on. Michael Jordan or LeBron? For what? For, for your personal pantheon. The greatest player of all time? Yeah. Because LeBron got What's some momentum this year. For me, the criteria is Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time. And I don't want to hear the other well, arguments. Well, I put it this way. Here's something. Here's a monkey in the wrench. Yeah. LeBron never had. Who's LeBron's sidekick? I mean, who's Michael's? Oh, uh, Scotty. LeBron never had a Scotty Pippen. Right. Scotty Pippen. Well, he had weighed that one, that one and a half years. LeBron James has never had a Scotty Pippen. True. Who was the best defender, could yeah. play all five positions, guard anybody, and score 50, shut down anybody. No one else has had a a, a, a co-star, if you will. Maybe Kawhi will be that guy for him. Yeah, he could be. I mean, he's got the potential. He's got the potential. So how does your Lakers, do you have Lakers season tickets? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do with them? When you can't go, I was at the game when Mikhail clothesline. Oh. That's a holiday in my house. Uh, what is it? Who you cootie clothesline? Clothesline. Clothesline. Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis. He deserved it. And that night, I signed up for season tickets. Oh, really? I've had, what year was that? Eighty four. Eighty four. Eighty four finals. I've had season tickets ever since. Really? That night, I signed up. I'm like, oh yeah. I the feud is on. When did you get to know Magic and all those guys? Uh, I don't remember when I first met him, but you know, just over the years, you know, yeah. more and more with you. You played at Fordham, right? Fordham Rams, yeah. P.J. Carlissimo. Shooting guard or point guard? What was your game like? I was a great defender and very fast. So My offensive that like? game was, 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 was sloppy. Spotty shooter or you Spotty couldn't New finish? York City game. Yeah. You go to the cup, no jump shot. <laughs> Screwball, Jamal Wills kind of shot. 
But I grew up in Mount Vernon, so I grew up in a great basketball town. You yeah. Know, God rest his soul. Ray Williams was in my class. Gus Williams was a year ahead of me. I still have that poster. The oh, Williams Ray? brothers, Ray and Gus together. Oh, I've never a seen William, that. There's it, a Nike really? Williams brothers poster, yeah. I'm the, I'm, I'm so you them. played against Ray Williams? We all grew up in the boys' club together since age four, five, six years old. So I knew them since I was five, six, and we played bitty ball. And little was thing. that just one of the things you were doing, or were you like, I'm using this to go to college? No, I wasn't using it to go to – no, it was even before that. In, in, of my, of, in my era, if you will, yeah. the guys that I was coming up with at the club, like Gus, they were some of the first guys – like Gus got a scholarship to USC. He came yeah. out here. We were like, wow, he's going out to Cal. Man, what's it like? What do they do? How do they, what do they eat out there? We'd never been out here. You know, and one of the things that the director of the club used to do, which was great, he'd have you, if you got went to college, he'd have you get one of the pendants, one of the flags from your college, and he put it in a hallway between the front door and the gym. So everybody who went to the gym, you had to walk through this sort of oh. walk of fame, but you were like, oh, wow. What, what Gus is at USC. I wonder. I wonder what they do out there. You know, yeah, you yeah. get to thinking about it. So and so went to Long Beach State. What's that? What is Long? <laughs> you know, they, they, Wichita State. Right, we had a kid. I forgot who. One of the kids went to Wichita State and played with uh, Xavier McDaniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a kid from Auburn and played at Wichita. So, anyway. so you're at Fordham. Are you starting? Nah, nah. no. Coming what up the it bench. Was, the, the walk-ons. We, we would fill in on the JV team because they had scholarship players and maybe yeah. some of them weren't ready for the varsity. Yeah, yeah. So they'd have some of them on the JV team or the freshman team, whatever they call the JV team. And uh, I was a walk-on and just made the team. I really like Gus Williams's game. Smooth. I thought he was one of the most underrated 70s guys. He actually should have won the finals MVP the year they won it. That's correct. Yeah, like he was like 27 he games. Team in I used to love seeing him in person. I still have the, the, the Sports Illustrated uh, cover. Yeah, yeah. That's on the cover. It was a great era, the late 70s, because all the ABA guys came in. That's right. And there were all these good point guards, and they all were a little different than the old school point guards. Right. And you had like Kevin Porter and Gus Williams, and all these. Then Isaiah eventually and Tiny. And, right. Um, they just, I just. Archie. Uh, uh, what was his name? Archie. Archie Clark? Archie Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah Archie yeah. Clark. Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago. Oh, yeah, Archie Clark. Um, I've always wanted to ask you this. This is my number one question. Anytime I was like, if I could ever get Denzel on the podcast. So the Heat got game, you against Ray Allen. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to beat you. The story I've heard was he was supposed to beat you like 11-0 or whatever the final score was. And they staged the game and you're playing it. You're ad-libbing the game, basically. You're just playing it. Right. And you decided to score the first four points, and Ray Allen didn't know that was going to happen. Is that story true or not true? I the whole time, I told Ray I was I wasn't good with my left hand, which I wasn't. Yeah, all I was doing every night was practicing left hand <laughs> every night, two three hours. I'm like, oh man, I don't you know I don't have it. I, I never let him see me practice. Yeah. So if you ever go back and see the movie again, I start first thing I do is start going left. And he doesn't see that coming. He doesn't see it coming. And, and I got lucky. Some shots started going in. Yeah. Then it got good to me. Now I'm starting. Now the New York's coming out of me. Now I'm oh. bragging. <laughs> I, then when I, I think I ran around. You did. By the you time did I laugh. ran around twice, I knew I was already done. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm good. <laughs> he, he, I, you, I could not have gone back to Mount Vernon if he beat me 11 nothing. So he thought he was supposed to be you eleven nothing, and I had no idea. You were and I do let this. him think that he was going to beat me eleven nothing. So you rope a doped him. I, that's correct. 
So you, after you made one of them and you do the lap, he actually gets pissed in real life, it seems like. Watch, <laughs> watch it again, knowing what you know now, and the look on his face. <laughs> he's, starting to like, he's starting to look around like, what? You know, he doesn't know. He had made movies before, and yeah. I'm not telling him. Right. I'm trying to win. So you were actually, if, if you could have kept it going, you would actually try to If I could have won the game, I would have. Right. But then he scored then the rest of them. he started dunking and things changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we don't want to talk about that. And the, what was it, like a 20-year age difference at that point, too? That probably wasn't open. 1997? Yeah, he, he was, was like a, a baby. He was like 21. Yeah, so, yeah, he's got to be 20 years different than Liam. That's a really fascinating movie to rewatch. And I like it more. I really liked it when it came out. I thought it had a couple issues, but for the most part, I thought it was the only kind of movie like that. But now 20 years later. Looks old. I'm, no, I'm so glad it exists. Right. It's really like the only one that really tried to tackle how effed up the whole system is. Mm. And and it's it's sort of before AAU. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, it was just kind of was becoming it just a thing, but, coming not, in then? but not really yeah. what it is now. Yeah, I didn't remember hearing anybody talk about AAU or yeah. any of that. And yeah. it had the people could go right to high school, from high school to the pros, right to the pros, yeah. hanging there. And also the money was, this is before they had the rookie scale. So within three years, you could be making $20 million a year. Right. And it's just all these people were coming out. It's a really interesting movie to rewatch. And he's, I think, one of the better ba- actor- Basketball players. I mean, it, look, it's, okay. it's a motley list. <laughs> that's my that's my comment. As a, like like as opposed to who who would be a bad at the ba- other basketball players All who the rest of them? Yeah, Doctor J and Fish that you know, say Pittsburgh. You know, you know who were there was like two or three guys I had to read with at the end, like a final callback. One was Tracy McGrady. What? Tra- I don't know if I read well. You got to ask Tracy if you see him, whether I met him or I looked at his tape. I just remembered. He didn't have, he hadn't made any money yet. Right. So he had this suit on. I remember the suit being a little shiny, <laughs> like it'd been ironed a lot. Yeah. Tracy McGrady was one of the kids that they were thinking about. That's so funny you had that memory because when, I remember going to Celtics games the year he was a rookie and he, and he was hurt and he wore this suit on the bench and it was like, oh, look how he's so cute. He doesn't have like real NBA money yet. Like he didn't know how to it's Probably the same He's like suit. 18. He's from South Carolina. Right. He'd been in the league for like, Seven months. So who do you remember who else who else auditioned for that or no? Ray Allen, Tracy McGrady, Stefan Marbury? E, I don't know. Because that was spiking him or Yeah, friends. well, yeah, yeah. A bunch of them ended up playing uh, 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 Steph. Uh, uh, what was the guy who played for the Knicks that, that was that was on the? Uh, I forgot some of the. They, they were, oh, uh, Allen Houston. Allen Houston and a big guy. There was one of the bigger guys, like a power forward kind of size guy. It had to be somebody younger, maybe like a Charles- couple of guys from Kentucky. Oh, Walter McCarty. McCarty. Those, those guys are in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever go backwards and think about your old movies, or are you just like, on to the next one? On to the next one. I don't look back. What happens if you're flicking channels and they come on? Don't you don't I'm pay? Not, it's not like I'm watching not, a whole I'm movie? I'm not going to sit there and watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, there's no, like, nostalgia that kicks in? No. Nothing? No. Nah. When did when did that shift? When did you're like, I'm here, I belong, I'm just I, going to the next the, 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 the first time I got the next job, <laughs> that's when that shifted. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's great, but I'm over here. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. When you had St. Elsewhere, which is a big show for me, because- uh, Austin, one of the, that's right. St. Allegis. So The White Shadow is my favorite show of all time. And Bruce Paltrow, who created that show- 
did St. Elsewhere after, and it was set in Boston. Right. So needs to say, big, big hit in my house. But that was your first break, right? No. no. I mean, first, first like, Keller. steady job break. No, I had I had done a, a I had done I I had done a couple of movies. You did Wilma. You did Carbon Copy. Carbon Copy and yeah. and and, uh, and some plays and, and a stuff? soldiers play. We won a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and we you know so yeah I was on my way. So you knew you take a TV show, but you can also do movies on the set. I didn't know that that was going to work out that way, but I was hopeful. What do you remember about Saint Elsewhere now? Because that was a really influential show. Now we're in the era of like peak TV, and that was kind of the show for. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even want. I haven't seen it, and so it's like all blur. Yeah, that's rearview mirror. Is it true you are kind of a method actor when you are inhabiting a part? You get really into that part, and there's shades of the character that cross over, and you just go deep. Or can you shut it on? Where'd you hear that from? I don't know. Yeah, 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 it sounded like something you, <laughs> you heard around. Yeah. I don't know. Do research. <laughs> You're a hard guy to figure out. Everybody tries, and that's okay. Why do I? I don't need to be figured out. In order to do what? <laughs> people like knowing more about people celebrities. Can care less. <laughs> no, you're wrong yeah, on that. Yeah, people can. Listen. People care. I I would say somebody like you. You've been in my life, you know, since the early '80s. But I feel like you people. People feel like they know you just from these movies. Like they feel like they're you're part of their life, like a, like an uncle or something. <laughs> you don't sense that? No. <laughs> Wait, I don't. Uncle Denzel, are you guys with me on this? Uncle Denzel, you were. My staff was the most excited that you were coming on the podcast out of anybody. I mean, you have a lot of you have a cachet. Well, thank you. You don't see it. You're just going from movie to movie. Well, you're no, you're living your life. You I'm not like I'm walking around with 100 people telling me that I'm, you know, my doo-doo don't stink. You know what I mean? I'm living. I'm not I'm not living in some bubble where people talk to me about me or right. I'm just, you know, I got to put the garbage out. I got things to get done. At what point in your career did you feel like you could get any movie made basically? I'm waiting for that to happen. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think of it in those terms. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in what's good on the page. It's a good script, and I think it's something I can can interpret. Then. So what 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 would be the checklist? If Are you a, number one if it's a good one script? One more on script. Number two, who's directing it? Or do you worry about that later? Uh, it depends. That, that sometimes because the, the director may be attached. Sometimes you... Well, no, even if the director's first, the script's always first. It's not like I go, oh, I want to work with, well, that's not true either. If Spielberg said, I want to work with you, then I'd say, okay. <laughs> you haven't worked with him yet, though, right? No. Nah. Nah, he's, never, he's never asked. He's never asked? No. Nah. Come on, Spielberg. Who else have you not worked with? Have you worked with Leo? DiCaprio? Yeah. No. Nah. I wouldn't work with anyone with the name that ends with O. Oh, that's one of your rules. <laughs> I haven't. Nobody's whose name ends Pacino, DiCaprio, De Niro. Oh, that's right. You haven't done Pacino De Niro either. Spielberg. <laughs> None of the O's have called. It's all right, though. Well, you and Leo could do a Laker fan drama. Oh, yeah. He's It'd a be big, a drama he, right he, now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Lakers, they kind of stumbled into LeBron. You know, in, the, in, in some of the other eras, like, Shaq, 
like Jerry West, like carved out cap space for him. You know, the Kobe that got, it was a really smart trade. And Will West, Baylor, all that stuff. But this was the first one where he just wanted to live in LA and it was a famous franchise and it didn't really you, matter you, you, you what was their last You think five that's years? all it is? What else do you think it is? Tell me. Ask Magic. Well, there's some magic to it. Yeah, ask Magic. It's a little more than that. It's not just that. Well, Magic as a mentor, I think, is part of it, right? I think that's a part of it. Yeah. yeah I think I agree. It. And I think it seems like and it, And would be a wise decision. Uh, for, I mean, obviously, LeBron's doing all right. But right. Magic is a very wise, very smart businessman. For where LeBron... This is why I thought it was going to happen for a year, where LeBron has wanted to go and he's been oh, pretty yeah. where, clear Where did about you it. think he wanted to go? I thought he was going to go to the Lakers. I've been saying it since last summer. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it, it was the most logical move for the stages of what his career have been. And mm -hmm. now it seems like he wants to be a billion-dollar billion businessman. And who's better learn from the magic? Has, has left? He's, he's going into year 16, which like magic played like 11 and a half or 12 and a half. Bird played like 13. Um, Isaiah played like 14, Jordan on and off was like 15. And this, the stuff we see now with these 2010s athletes, I don't even know how to calculate it anymore. Like he, he was really good in year 15. That's only Kareem has done that, you know? So I, I don't yeah, know how many the stuff left. they do now. What's up? Well, well, that's the thing. Himself in the ice cold, the hyperbaric chambers. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that stuff he does. You needed that for heat got game. You could have got right like now. three more points. I need it today. I need it tonight <laughs> when I, when I leave here. <laughs> The Equalizer too, which I loved. I especially loved that he was, lived in Boston. But you have fight scenes in there, and it's a pretty physical movie. Like, how do you stay in shape now? At the, this the point fight in your life, help you actually, you yeah. know, and the training that you do in preparation. I mean, we probably—I don't remember exactly how many months in advance we started training, but you, two to three days a week, you, you start training with the guys and learning the patterns, and you know, it's physical. Is it all that? It's almost like dancing. You're remembering the it patterns is. of the moves. It is. It is. But but it's the it's the as I grab my knee. Yeah. <laughs> it's the twisting. It's things that you don't ordinarily do in a normal sport or and or repeat over and over and over. Yeah. It's not just like one take. If you're throwing one punch, you might have to do that twenty different times, twenty different ways. You know. Well, I was impressed. You fended off a villain in the movie who's in the backseat who has a knife and a gun. Mm -hmm. And you just fended it off with the steering yeah, wheel, basically. Maybe, it was yeah. like casually. And that was a weekday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weekday. You should have seen me on Friday. The, I got jokes over here. As you see, I got jokes. <laughs> we, when they came to you with the sequel, were you like, I already did the Equalizer. How are we doing this different this time? Um, Todd Black is uh, my, he's the producer and my producing partner. We've done a lot of films together. He developed the Equalizer for me. He said, just, you know, when I'm ready, I'm going to give you the script. And I'm telling you, this is the one you should do. Yeah. I said, all right, we'll see. And that was it. He, you know, when he handed it, I read it on a Friday. I called him. I said, when do you want to start? And, you know, we had good success. And here we are uh, again. Do you think about the balance when you're doing projects where it's like, I just did an action movie. I shouldn't right. do another Absolutely. one. Absolutely. I just finished Dice Man Cometh on Broadway. Yeah. Eugene O'Neill. I heard it was great. So to go from, <laughs> I was doing Eugene O'Neill last week. Now I'm talking about jumping off of buildings and kicking. But, you know, I like that. I like being challenged in different ways. And I love the theater. That's actually my first love, not, not movies. What other actor has challenged you the most doing a project? Not a competition. 
No, but just somebody that you felt like, oh man, I got to raise my game. Because when I had, I had Ethan Hawke on my podcast, mm. I would say six weeks ago, and he talked about, he loves you. He talked about mm. you for a while. And he was like, the first day we did, we did a scene, we did it in a diner and Denzel was just, he had it going. I felt like I was being blown off the camera for 10 minutes. It was like sink or swim. Mm. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me as an actor. I'm sure that had that maybe that hasn't happened to you, but you must vibe with other actors differently, right? I mean, I remember like uh, working with Gene Hackman and just going, "Man, this is Gene." I'm in the scene with Gene Hackman. Yeah, I'm yeah. standing there looking at him, <laughs> and they're shooting, and I'm going, "That's Gene Hackman over there," <laughs> you know. But you get over that, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, that was years ago. It's got to be the same thing as basketball, right? Where you go into the league and you're like, oh, there's that guy. Oh, I can't believe I'm playing against this guy. And mm-hmm. then eventually you become one of the guys. Yeah. And then everybody's looking at you. Then you the, become. Yeah, then. Used to be one of the. <laughs> unfortunately for sports. You know, it doesn't happen to act. See, acting, you can, you know, you can see like an 80 year old uh, equalizer. <laughs> Where's my teeth? By the way, I'm in for that. If you're, if, it, if it's equalizer six, <laughs> I'll beat him with my teeth. Yeah, gum just, him to death. You have a cane? Just <laughs> a cane with a little back, knife right? on the end or ah! something? <laughs> That'll be the trailer. Equalizer seven, huh? <laughs> <laughs> then he just walks away. Uh, Malcolm X is a movie that I don't know. What's it been? Twenty six years now. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say. I, you know better than me, but probably the most difficult performance you've had because you've had to, you had to play different incarnations nah, as the movie went on. Wasn't no? Most difficult, no, what was the most difficult? I, I don't look at it that way. Difficult. Everything's a challenge. Listen, you know, the, this is just mo- making movies. It's acting. It's not that. It's not that difficult. Well, Malcolm X was more than that, though. I had done a play about Malcolm X in New York to tremendous success. One Early in your career, right? Yeah, before yeah. ten years before we did the movie. And everyone said, you are never, you know, people were coming out of the world. Muhammad Ali, came, everybody came through. Everybody, Farrakhan, everybody, everybody came through. The Nation of Islam came through. Every, everyone, presidents, this, it was, it was, it was like a life-changing moment. I was really? Like, yeah, yeah. I remember sitting across the, the street from the theater and it was like a 170-seat theater, 150-seat theater. And it's like a thousand people a night trying to get in. And I was like, wow, my life is things Ali are wasn't waiting though. Oh, they just saying, I'm coming in. Yeah, he probably didn't have to wait. <laughs> was he the most charismatic guy out of all the celebs? He was one of the ones. I remember when I was very, very young, also in the business, I met James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I was wow. so nervous to meet Jimmy Stewart. We were at the, they used to have those shows at, what is it, Santa Monica Civic Auditorium or something? Right. One of those award shows. And Jimmy Stewart, I'm talking to Jimmy Stewart. And you just get that dumb, like, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, how long, you must have started doing the late night shows pretty early, right? Like as soon as uh, your career started to take off, when did you kind of figure out how to just turn it on for these little five, six minute stints? Like you, when you're going you on like- you say turn it on? Turn what on? Well, you just got to go on and you're just, boom. You're. I think you're really good at those, those late night things. Well, it just, you know- do you have to rehearse talking? stories or do you nah, roll up the person? Nah. You no. won't do that. In fact, I, I asked not to do that. I'd I was going to say, be, I can't imagine you fresh. doing that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's like me coming in here and we've already gone through all the questions. I don't want to know. You ask the question, I'll answer it. I still have questions. Well, that's fine. Remember I'm the sure Titans? I still have answers. Remember the Titans? No, I don't remember. <laughs> I told you I got answers. 
You've only done that one, and he got game for sports movies as far as I can tell, right? Am I forgetting something? Hurricane. Oh, Hurricane. Yeah, yeah, Is that it? I think that's it. I enjoy remember. I feel like it's like every frustrated football coach and father. You know, that was the the, – now I'm the coach, and I read the script, and we're going to win, and I know it. That's a movie that (laughs) has – And I can say anything I want. (laughs) That's a movie that has legs, but also has legs on NBA arenas on the Jumbotron. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, here's a steal in that movie. I say to one of the kids, I said, you're killing me, Petey, you're killing me. There's some footage from old NFL films, and there was a guy named Whitey, and one of the coaches or something yells, I said, you're killing me, Whitey, you're killing me. I don't know what coach says that, <laughs> but I actually stole it from watching one of those NFL film Oh, for shows. the NFL films yeah, with the yeah, music? yeah. yeah. Um, your son is an actor now on Ballers. Did you know he was going to be an actor or was that a surprise? Um, I knew he was talented. Yeah. But you, you never know what, a, you know, what a kid wants to do. And, and he, he was pursuing football and, and got quite far, you know, as far as the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Yeah. So once I saw him up there, I was like, God, what have I done? Got this kid into this. I yeah. didn't, I didn't know he was going to get that far. Yeah. I'm figuring, you know, a little Pop Warner, you know, eight year old league, move on. But. It was so violent. I was like, I couldn't believe how violent it was. I remember I called him. He was in training camp his rookie year. And he said, Dad, it's violence. I said, it's violent? He said, no, Dad, not violent. Violence. It's just violence. He said, I ran the other day, or I ran, and nobody's feet were on the ground. He said, everybody was flying. Trying to get a job. You know, you got 200 guys trying to get 40-something jobs. So he used to get like, well, what are you doing out here? You know, your dad's this. So that was his chip on his shoulder. Right. Oh, he hated Proving that. Proving them wrong. Oh, he hated it. He didn't want to break your leg for saying that. That usually goes the wrong way. That's actually a good way. That's good that it went that way. Were you? What were you like as a sports parent? What were you like in the stands? <laughs> you know what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What, get a ball. Give him the ball. Yeah. Go, give him the ball. Give it to my son. You probably could have intimidated the coaches. Good. <laughs> Did he play hoops too or no? Yeah, he played He played a little basketball. His, his brother uh, was, was a little better at basketball. In fact, they they won the little championship, but his brother had a, had a good team. He played with the a kid that made the Lakers, uh, Darius Morris. Oh, yeah, Darius yeah. Darius Morris and my son Malcolm were the two starting guards for their high school team, and uh, they won the state championship. Do you, do you, other than Laker games, do you go to sporting events or you stay away? Uh, not, not so much lately. MSG, I mean, Knicks? When, when my kids were playing. Yeah. Then you're going, you know. MSG, Knicks? Or are you just, you're waiting until they get good again? Did you say again? The Knicks. Well, I haven't seen them. You're staying away. I just. Um, yeah, I bet I, you were there for Ewing and Oakley and all those, all those guys. No, I was out, you know, I was here. I was living out here then. I was living out here then. So, so, uh, I mean, I was following them. Yeah, you know, and hoping that uh, you know Jordan would get sick or something. <laughs> That's all you could do was hope he got sick so somebody else could win. But you were friends with him though, right? No, no, we're not. We're not. I mean, I met him. I don't. I There's a story I heard that he gave you and Ray Allen the only Air, Air Jordan. No, you and Spike Lee the only Air Jordan 13s on the set. He got game, and Ray Allen didn't have them. 
That's on the internet. Yeah. I don't know if that's I true. I wonder if I still have them. Well, I think they were like the early, early preview woods. I don't know. I don't know. No? I don't know about that one. They're in the closet I have some, somewhere. I, yeah, I do have some new, I have some brand new ones in there. They might be in the closet Yeah, somewhere. I have some new ones that I've never worn. So what's next for you? Dinner. What are your next projects? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, actually. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm unemployed. You got some? You're unemployed? I'm unemployed. So we need to come up with a movie for I'm you? I'm going to be a sports announcer for the Celtics. What do you think? I think it's either a sports announcer or a basketball coach. You did the football coach. Now do the, the basketball coach who's from a different generation who doesn't really understand where this league is going. And these guys are too selfish. I like that. Keep Back going. Back in my day. Right. Yeah, but back then in my now day. there's a new product. We're going to call it that, too. Back in my back day. Back in my day. Yeah, you're just telling people, back in my day, we didn't put up with this bullshit. And then the new prodigy comes That's out. That's what my son says. Dad, anybody I bring up, oh, he ain't no good. He <laughs> Who is our bum? Dad, he led the league in slow. <laughs> nah, he's lucky. Never happened again, did it? <laughs> Who are your favorite players to watch now other than LeBron? Kawhi. You know, I, I, my youngest son, Malcolm, played on his team, uh, Windward, and as I said, with Darius, and they won the state championship. And they Windward had a, in L.A.? Windward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played yeah, we know Windward. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. daughter's school is right near yeah, there. Right yeah, there? that's a great sports school. Yeah, yeah. What, what school? Right. She goes to the Willows, which is yeah, right yeah, next right to there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, and, 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 and they had a game, and there was a second game, and it was a school called King Riverside yeah. that was playing a team, I think, from Atlanta. And I remember it because that night they said, there's a young man who's playing tonight. His father had been killed. So we had a moment of silence for him. And it was, the kid's name was Kawhi Leonard. And he had about 29 points and 27 rebounds. Oh, my God. And I figured, oh, wow, this kid's inspired by, you know, losing his dad and what a game. And we, no one knew, oh, no, he'll be able to do that for the next 20 years. Yeah, seriously. It was quiet, very quiet. I remember he was just very shy. Oh, now he's so, he's so loud now. Yeah. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. King, I think it was King Riverside he played for. With Him hand. and LeBron together would be really interesting because I don't, I think Kawhi loves being on good teams but doesn't want kind of the burden of being the night-to-night star and the right. voice of the team. Like when you're, when you're on a good team, you also have to be the voice of it to some degree and be the public face of it. I don't think he wants any of that. They gotta, he just wants to play hoops. shooters, though. They do. Can't, I didn't like their Golden signings. State shoots threes from half court all night. I know. So it doesn't matter how well you score, the bas- score two-point baskets if they're scoring three. you would, 19-year-old you would not have liked this era of NBA of bombing 25-footers. Nobody goes to the hole anymore. Yeah, nobody goes to the hole anymore. That's true. Do you like you like the three point or the two point era more? Just as a fan, because some people love question. the way they play it now. It's it seems more open now. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you look back at some of the old, you know, it's very cluttered. It's very cluttered, yeah. and you know, slow and in, it was an inside out. The game truly now is outside in. It's yeah, not, it's not inside out. I mean, you, you look at what's happened just in, and I'm not knocking him, but. In the time that Dwight Howard's been in the league, yeah, it's gone from an inside-out lead to an outside to where he's almost he has no position. He has no position. By the way, it's okay to knock Dwight Howard. Ah, he's a, he's a. <laughs> the the thing that was the hardest thing for me to adjust to this decade was fast breaks with the guys on the wings going out, out instead of toward the basket. Right, and I still am not totally used to it. And that's just how everyone. And then if you go and you watch high school now, that's what they do. That's in high what they're school. doing. Yeah. 
Because remember the old 11 man drill where it was just like three on two right, right. constantly? And it, all of it was about trying to get layups. And now I think 11 man, they just veer to the corners. Right. Jack up threes. Right, right. I would make threes illegal until like 10th grade if I was the sports czar. Don't even take them. Learn how to play without the three until you're 16. You can jack, jack them up for the rest of your life. And, if you and dads would start putting their kids in AAU teams and not playing in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and have to do it for AAU, too. Although yeah. AAU has bigger yeah. problems, yeah. I think. Well, are they having problems now, AAU teams? Well, yeah. I think it's, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I'm out of all of that. Not, not a huge fan of the uh, AAU. So when you go to these games, do the players talk to you during the games? Like you're sitting courtside. Or wherever you're sitting, you, do they you, seek you, you out? And talk no, to you? not seek me out. I'll, I'll, I'll. It depends upon when I get there, but uh, you know, you get the get the nod. Yeah, you get the. You know, I'm busy right now, D. I can't act like a fan. You know, especially the other teams. You know, they come to town. You get the right. You know, it's all good. And that's it. Nobody talks shit to you from the other team. You've never had a Spike Lee Reggie Miller moment. It's, Spike's no. He's a willing participant. He loves talking. You know, I went to the game with him. I'm like, man, sit down. Sit down, man. He's a fan. He's, I tell you what, though. I liked his book. They love him in New York, man. Oh, yeah. We left the garden. I'm like, where's the car? He's like, oh, car, we're going to go get the train. They love Spike. How many times you worked with him? Four? Inside uh, Band, Mo Better man. Blues, Malcolm X. He got game. Is that it? Yeah. So you guys are due. Call him up. Tell him. Don't tell me. One tell more. Him. You got you to do an NBA one. You have to. You got to do one basketball one. About how the Knicks beat the hell out of Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> you got don't get quiet now. That would be. But that's the thing. That would be a, a, a science fiction movie. That would be a movie. A fantasy movie, yeah. right? <laughs> the only way that would happen is in a movie. The funny thing is the Knicks, the Knicks have been really terrible for 70 years. What's wrong? When you think about two titles in 70 years, it's the biggest city in the world. All the players that have come out of there, they were first. It's kind of impossible. I think they made the finals like four times. You know, and now destinations don't mean what they nah. doesn't mean anything. You know, maybe LA because of the entertainment in industry a bit more for those like a LeBron or somebody that's interested. Yeah, he's in pretty that. unique though. Yeah, he's unique. I think two things that changed this decade the most. One was the the player empowerment and the players just flipping the switch and the players are now in control of the league in a way that we've never seen. The other one is it doesn't really seem to matter where they play. Like Westbrook is one of the four most popular guys in the league and he's in Oklahoma City, you know? Yeah, but he's a beast. He's unique. Yeah. We want to see him. When, right. I mean, we don't get to see that many Milwaukee home games with Giannis that's what I'm saying you don't when Giannis gets there I think you'll see Giannis I just think about what it was like when I was growing up like I I saw the Iceman George Gervin like seven times in my life you know like three times in Boston and four times on TV and that was my experience with him unless they made the playoffs I don't know I'm jealous of all the people now they just basketball at at their fingertips you want to talk Yankees Red Sox How we doing this year? I'll tell you this. You, you need pitching. Fenway. How you doing. No, I'm in Boston. Fenway is the one of the most beautiful parks. Thank you. You, you, you know, when I went, I, I was the first equalizer. I went to a game. And I realized why they call those parks ballparks. Yeah. Wrigley Field. No, not Wrigley. Uh, Wrigley, Wrigley Field. Cubs play. Yeah, Wrigley yeah. Field. 
Who else has a ballpark? It's it's really Fenway those park. two. No, isn't there one? Isn't another? Camden Yards is kind of like that, I guess. There's another old one. Pac Bell is nah, newer, no, but old, old. No, it's not another, 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 another old one. No, they got rid of all of them. Yeah, I'm actually sad they got rid of Yankee Stadium. I know they made the facsimile robot Yankee right, Stadium, right, but right. I don't know. I like the old one. The sitting in the third deck where it's like when you walk down, you might just fall over and fall to your death. Like I, it was harrowing up there. I was in Chicago one year doing, I think I was going to do the Oprah Winfrey show, and we rode past Wrigley Field. So I told the driver, pull over. Yeah. And the guy was out there. I said, sir. He said, yeah, come on in, Denzel. Everybody always wants to come in. You want to see the <laughs> Ivy, don't you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I ran in. Now I'm running around. <laughs> I didn't slide. There's nobody in there but me and the guy that's opened the gate. And yeah. I'm running around. I'm bouncing into the the, the ivy. <laughs> you know, you're a kid. But what tripped me out was how small the dugouts were. Yeah. And that the I mean, they're like little tiny. Everyone was tiny back then. I guess everyone but the was like five eight. Were little and funky. Yeah. Little funky dugouts. Fenway is one of those things when you walk in, it really is genuinely amazing. Magic, yeah. You see that wall, and it's like, oh my the god, this is like a sports movie. I like. I'm excited. The Red Sox Yankees rivalry is back. Because I, I think it got it got really fun there during the Pedro Manny versus Jeter and all those guys mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of slowed down. And now this year, there's a lot of talent on both sides. Good. They need, like, baseball needs it. Sports needs it. Yeah, I'm a little worried about baseball. Been doing, we've been talking about that on my Has podcast. Has it been going down? The attendance is going down. The I think with people under 30 who are now, it's the whole ADD generation. And they, it's, it's too just, slow. Huh? It's too slow. And I don't know how you fix it. Basketball is like perfect. Even yeah. soccer's really gained steam. You know, That's people are really into the World Cup. Like, I never thought that would happen. But baseballs, it seems that the demo is getting older and older. It's in that equalizer six. And, 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 and you know, because they're not neighborhood teams like they used to, you know, right. there's not as much of the local fan base that's going to go all the time to go see their Yankee. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's expensive. It's expensive. It's super expensive. Got to pay Was for it 200 parking. bucks a day? Or? No, it's freaking expensive. And you got to pay for the parking. It's six hours. $10 hot dogs. I think one of the things that ruined it, though, is the TVs are nicer. And you could just, I can watch the Red Sox at home on a nice TV and the HD. And it's like, why do I need to the game? I remember I'm right year, here. I went to the, uh, 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 the, a World Series game at Yankee Stadium. And the place, I don't know, this is the old Yankee Stadium, and it holds, whatever, it holds 75,000, but there must have been 120,000 people in there. There wasn't one cop or fireman working in New York City. It was like game six of oh the World God. Series. And there was, you couldn't move. Every cop, every fireman, every, everybody was in uniform. Yeah. They all came to because they can get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Standing room only. Yeah, it was standing room only. It was so New York. Where's your, is your base California or New York? California. But at home. Yeah. You mix it up. All right. This was fun. My pleasure. Good man. luck on the movie. Thank you. I'm glad the guy was based in Boston. That really meant a lot to me. I'm glad we finally got you and something. Thanks for coming up. 